Hello, this is Dr. Shiva. Welcome to our podcast, Get Educated or Be Enslaved. Episode 372, air date October 15th, 2018. Our next speaker is Dr. Shiva Ayazurai, inventor of email who holds four degrees from MIT. Dr. Shiva was born a low caste, untouchable, in India's racist and oppressive caste system. But he never loses confidence in himself simply because of the circumstances that he happened to be born into. Utterly confident, Dr. Shiva does not fit into stereotype of the any kind of the stereotype that institutions like Harvard tries to exert upon Asian Americans. Dr. Shiva has fought continuous to in, ensure equal access to education for Americans of all racial groups. Let's welcome Dr. Shiva to give us a speech. Good afternoon. How is everyone? Do, do people want to get up and stretch a bit? Everyone's been sitting here. Maybe do some yoga. Uh, so anyway, I have some prepared comments, but before I start that, I wanted to uh, give you guys a perspective about I think when was it? Uh, four months ago, I went to an event out in Great Barrington where we had a rally. And um, at that rally, I'm not going to get into the details of it, but someone came and punched me in the face because I was holding a megaphone. And the guy who punched me in the face had a white T-shirt which said liberal on it. And he called me a racist. Okay. I'll give you the second example. Um, a year ago, there was a big rally on, on the Boston Common, and myself, blacks, whites, people of all different political backgrounds came to what was called the Boston Free Speech Rally. And a number of the police who were here were also there. And the people in government here had said that it was a racist rally. Okay, and they called me a white supremacist. At that rally, we were discussing all different things. There was Green Party people, uh, left people, right people. So why am I telling you this? The reason I'm telling you this is that the event that's going on here today by Asian Americans is an opportunity to really discuss race in this country, right? Because racism has been owned by two groups, the left and the right, Republican and Democrat, and we've never really had a real discussion about race. And according to the Gallup polls, the number two issue that all Americans care about is race. So one party in this country thinks that they own racism, the Democrats, and the other party tries to ignore racism. And race never really gets discussed. And I believe that Asian Americans and people organized here are at the really the forefront of really discussing race for the first time in American history. Because you think about it, those of us who are Asian Americans, we get, we're people of color, but we're also immigrants, willing immigrants who came here. So what I want to do today is to have a discussion about race. And I also want to have a discussion about what is Harvard. You know, we have these posters which says Harvard no more. 
I think we really need to understand what Harvard really is so we not only lead this struggle against racism and we don't also make our own mistakes. You follow what I'm saying? Because if we want to be leaders, we want to lead. So first of all, let's talk about Harvard. And by the way, some of the stuff I'm going to share with you, typically I just speak offhand, but these, this was an article that I wrote, and it's such a great article, so I wanted to share it with you. It's called Take Back Harvard. But you see, Harvard has a long history of exploiting minorities. I don't know if you know this. And it goes back probably 300, 400 years. In 1640, Harvard was going bankrupt. Did you guys know that? They had spent too much money and they were going bankrupt. They were going out of business. So what Harvard did, it went to Christian missionaries and said, please give us money. And what we're going to do is we're going to educate Native Americans. You know, those people are savages, right? So we're going to educate them. So they took money from these Christian missionaries and they built the second building at Harvard. It was a red building. You know, all the buildings at Harvard are nice and red with that ivy growing. So it was the second building that they built. And they said that they were going to educate Native Americans. Do you know how many Native Americans Harvard educated in that building? Four. Just four. They said they were going to educate thousands. But what they did use the building for was to put Harvard's printing press in, educated a lot of the white students in liberal education, and basically they bailed Harvard out. That's Harvard University. It has a long history of exploiting minorities. Now, in my view, Harvard ex exemplifies everything that's wrong with the American educational system. So I have a little bit of difference with Mr. Blum on this, and I want to discuss that. And again, the good thing about these forums is we can have a discussion. So, for example, um, I, because I'm not going to be political on the stage, just people know there was someone who used affirmative action to get a job at Harvard. In fact, to get a $350,000 job at Harvard saying that she was a Native American. But I'm not going to discuss her name. But I think everyone knows who it is. But what's outrageous is that Harvard receives about a billion dollars in grants and tax subsidies from you, the hardworking American. Now, real Indians, not only Indians of my background and others here, but of the Iroquois, they held a sacred time-honored principle that there was supposed to be separation of powers. Are you aware of this? That you weren't supposed to mix the people, the political institutions, with the financial institutions, with the educational institutions, and with the producer institutions. The idea was they were supposed to be separate so you didn't have insider trading. But when you really look at Harvard, the people who control education at Harvard also control Wall Street. Isn't that interesting? And they write the nation's laws. And they operate global companies like Monsanto. I would argue that Harvard is the biggest monopoly in the world. And it's one community which funnels vast sums of money to themselves. They draft self-serving policies. They control judicial appointments. They own the media. They grant taxpayer monies to nonprofits while creating monopolies from tax cuts, bailouts, and venture funding. And by the way, they do all of this with intelligent agencies that surveillance you and every, all Americans. And to add insult to injury, 
the Harvard faculty generate propaganda, which they call peer-reviewed journals, right? This really nice journal paper is written with nice 12-point font. And they claim that their method of running the world is best while they trample our political freedom and free speech rights. I would argue in, in, in all, without exaggeration, Harvard is the alpha and omega of the military industrial academic complex, right? And by the way, this is not a term that's a conspiracy term. It's a term that President Eisenhower first coined. He called it the military industrial complex and Senator Fulbright called the military industrial academic complex. It's a collusion of people who think they know better, that we're all stupid and they're the smart guys. And I would also argue, and you should think about this, almost every problem in the world, be it corruption, an economic crash, mass poverty, or a civil strife, you can trace it back to some quote-unquote expert at Harvard. Meanwhile, Harvard preaches to all of us in almost like a missionary-like manner that they're the saviors of the poor and the oppressed, that they purport to know the plight of African Americans by supporting affirmative action, but if you look at their faculty roster, it reflects an apartheid within. They discriminate against Asians who embody the real values of America, hard work and meritocracy. But Harvard professors, like hypocrites, write laws that want to tax us, but Harvard is basically tax-exempt. Everyone knows that, right? They're fundamentally a tax-exempt institution. And their model is to pit Asians against Blacks, against Hispanics, and black lives only matter to Harvard to the extent that they can control black people and they can get votes. That's where black lives matter. They don't really give a damn about black people, right? Now, Harvard professors, it gets even more interesting. They, they talk a lot about Wall Street, how horrible Wall Street is, right? But Harvard is a $50 billion Wall Street hedge fund. Did you know that? Look at their balance sheet. They spend $50 billion investing in Wall Street. About $2 billion goes to educational activities, which they call their universities. Harvard professors get really upset at gentrification just, you know, in Cambridge. But Harvard has completely destroyed the diversity in Cambridge. They've bought up all the land. They've taken over prime real estate from the poor. And Harvard's greed has no bounds. They even go to Africa and they displace black farmers grabbing their lands. And when you really look at it, devastation, racism and segregation are what Harvard really delivers. I know this may sound hard to fathom, but that's what this university is really about. And what we're experiencing today is just the tip of that iceberg. If you look within a, probably a one mile radius of we're standing right here, the average net worth of a black person in Boston, do you know what it is? The average net worth, it's $8, okay? So that's the diversity that Harvard delivers. Now, the experts at Harvard would say, oh, this is because of systemic racism, right? You've heard that term? It sounds like a very, very intelligent term, but I would argue that Harvard is a system that manufactures the racism and economic segregation that all people suffer. And by the way, they're colorblind to it. And if you ever talk the condition about poor whites, you know, they call you a white supremacist. White, poor whites in this country, their infant mortality rates are skyrocketing. And the national opioid average in Massachusetts is three times the national 
average of white for white people. So I believe like what's happened with this lawsuit, Harvard needs to be investigated, not only on this, but for racketeering. And I believe Harvard should be punished starting in its own backyard. You should just look at their faculty composition also and how Harvard exploits affirmative action to create race war among blacks, browns, and Asians. And I would argue that any corporation such as Harvard that wields so much power should be busted up a long time ago, right? We busted up AT&T, we busted up many other institutions, but Harvard doesn't get busted up. And in closing, let me leave a couple of points to you. You know, the Asian American community is a growing community and it has immense opportunity for political power. And we should not be supporting a Republican or a Democrat by just party lines. And by the way, neither Republican or Democrat will ever say anything at Harvard because it's a hand, it's, it's, it's a hand that feeds them. Now, Harvard in the meantime attempts to divide, divide us. Their strategy right now is a divide and rule model. Their latest effort, as we've talked about here, is to divide Asian Americans along ancestral lines and place them into separate voting districts. You may know, right on the census, the idea is to have Koreans, Vietnamese, Indians, break them all up. So it's whites, blacks, and all these subgroups. And it's a great way to divide people up so you don't create a powerful voting block. And now blacks, people were given a gain of the civil rights movement called affirmative action, but it was basically one step forward and two steps back. See, one of the things we need to understand in this discussion is in the 1960s, people fought for civil rights in this country, people's names who we don't even know. And the Republicans and Democrats got together, rather than really addressing racism, they threw a bone called affirmative action. It was never intended to really address the systemic issues. It was basically a bone that was thrown, but they never addressed the infrastructure issues, right? We never built real inner city schools. We never built, we never addressed the familiar family issues. It was a bone that was addressed. And what we're facing today is that we as Asian Americans who work hard, work our butts off, right, to get achievement, we don't want this to be pitted against black people. Harvard would love that and those in power. So Harvard's real affirmative action program, when you think about it, it's actually for rich white liberals, if you really think about it, right? You're shaking your head, it's true. Now their legacy admissions, everyone know what legacy admissions is? Legacy is called pay to play. You know, thir nearly 30% of Harvard's admissions is pay to play. So basically, rich, dumb kids, and by the way, this is not my words, this was done by a visiting professor at Harvard, rich, dumb kids get, to, get into Harvard while smart, hardworking Asian Americans, as well as poor white kids don't. So if, you, if we want to open up those seats, let's stop legacy admissions, because it's nothing but a fraud, and I would argue even one legacy admission into Harvard is one too many, because you've taken away something from hardworking people. Now they hide behind the excuse of helping poor blacks, but blacks are underrepresented, frankly, at Harvard in many other ways that's never really discussed. So uh, in closing, I wanna say there's a Harvard professor whose name I won't name because I don't wanna be political, who's running for office, 
and they've orchestrated something really interesting. I'm not being allowed on the debate stage. Three people are on the debate stage, Democrat, Republican, moi, but I'm not allowed on the debate stage. That's a form of racism and segregation, isn't it? Right, isn't it? Think about it. I worked hard, went to the public schools in America, got four degrees from MIT, started seven companies, created thousands of jobs. I got 20,000 signatures to get on the ballot, but only a, I don't want, you know, two people around the debate stage, career politicians, lawyer lobbyists, who are frankly, I don't believe the standards that we deserve. This sounds a lot like what happens to the Asian American student. They work hard, right? And they apply, but they are lowered the standards, right? And they have to even work harder. So my view is as, as Asian Americans, we think independently, we need to act independently. And I can tell you, as an independent senator, I will serve you and take on Harvard without pressure from any of the party's establishments because Republicans and Democrats will not do that. And let's not forget that Harvard was founded and still lives off taxpayer money. And in closing, so hopefully I've given you what Harvard's really about. Everyone get it? It's the center of the military industrial complex. It's the center of the center of the center. If there is a swamp in Washington, I would argue Harvard is the sewer that feeds that swamp. And you can trace it to all the people that come out of there. And let's finish by talking about racism. That's what I wanted to talk about. You see, the left and the Democrats have bounded racism and the Republicans say, don't talk about racism because if you do, then you're making excuses. But there is racism in this country. On the Gallup polls, it's the number two issue. So what is racism? I'll tell you what racism isn't. Racism isn't about using, stopping using certain words, changing the names of buildings and not carrying a flag. That's what the Democrats on the left consider racism. If you do that, then you're not being racist. And the right wing says, don't talk about racism. Well, there is racism. And let me tell you what racism really is. Racism is pitting blacks against whites, Asians against blacks, Hispanics against Asians and all this stuff. And that's what they do. And the notion of affirmative action, which was by a gain of the civil rights movement, was never to help black people. It was to pit all of us against each other. So what I want to motivate you as you leave today is to think about us, Asian Americans, immigrants and people of color as a tip of the spear of a new civil rights movement. And we must embrace our black brothers, our poor white brothers and sisters and recognize that if we're gonna fight racism, we need to recognize that those in power love racism. They love it, guys. They wanna pit blacks against whites because they can maintain control and power. And if Harvard, you know, Harvard and the elites and the liberal elites talk about reparations, you've heard about that? Well, I think Harvard should pay reparations. Let Harvard change its name. Maybe it should be called Indian College, right? If Harvard and the liberal elite so much want to fight racism in ceremonial ways, let them change their name. Let them give back their money that they stole from a lot of people, including you and I. And perhaps we should make Harvard a community college. What do you think about that? So in closing, remember that Asian Americans coming together 
is it i think someone mentioned it it's part of a new movement a really a new civil rights movement to bring people together that's what this is fundamentally about and us fighting for meritocracy and hard work which is the values of america is a good thing so let's say in the extreme case all of harvard became asian americans well i would say that's not a bad thing we've raised the standards let everyone start working hard that's not a bad thing but we must understand that we have an opportunity to really fight for the right american values and harvard university doesn't harvard university is really about the concept of splitting people up you're a racist you're not you're a white supremacist breaking things up and so i'm really really honored to be here and what my goal was here is in closing let's really understand what is racism be why does harvard university exist and why we're gathered here today on october 14th and how powerful it is that we can be part of something really new to move forward the discussion of race and not just go 1 yard 2 yards but really go 100 yards go deep and really discuss racism because we have a huge opportunity to change this for the better and bring people together thank you